Hello. Good evening. <laughs> Salutations. <laughs> I have a few funny things to talk about before we get started. Okay. Talking about, well, I guess it's not a few, it's, it's mainly just one thing that happened today. So okay. I get home from lunch and I pull into the driveway and I look up and I noticed that it looked like there was a branch hanging down off the tree. And I was like, oh man, that's hanging really low. Like must've been the wind did that was knocking it down. I get closer. It's not a branch. It's one of the chair things that you put the chair in with the, with the, with the holder. You, yeah. You put like your folding chair in it. It blew up and got stuck in the tree. Wow. <laughs> I love your reaction. That was not, your reaction was like, wow, cool story. But even if you were like trying to throw it up there, it wouldn't have gotten hung on the limb. No, like so, it's, it's, it's really high up there. Like it literally looks like if you're not looking close enough, like a big limb is hanging down. But then when you walk up closer, it's like, no, it's the damn folding chair case holder. It got stuck up in the tree and it's the Texas one. So it's just flying up there like a fucking flag. Hey, I mean, what it was like Texas Independence Day or something yesterday, right? It was, it was. Hammer it down. Corey, there is no, I, I, they're supposed to be on my chair, my chairs, but obviously I didn't put it back on the chair after the last party I had. So it's just, it was just sitting out in the backyard. I want to know how long it's been up there because. Couldn't have been up there long. Cause I feel like you would have seen that, especially if it's like a Texas flag one, it's like colors that aren't natural colors. I was just, the, yeah, no, it was funny thing. If you go to my Facebook, you got, you could see the pictures I took. Like it's just hanging there. Oh God, look. Yeah. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, how am I going to get this down? I can't get it down. Like unless someone gets on the roof, like it's going to be staying up there or it knocks itself down. So stay tuned for the rest of the saga on that. Uh, I see it. Yeah. It's just going to come down on its own because I don't know how yeah. you're going to get it down. There's really no other option. You know, my fat ass ain't getting up on the roof. So it's very high up there. So well, it's very high up there. That's why I was like, I wonder how long it's been up there. And I was like, my God, it looks like we're a bunch of wild animals at this house that like there's shit hanging from the, you know, like we have parties every night or something. I don't know. It was just funny. It was so funny. I was like, I have to talk about this today because it was just the most random thing I've seen in a long time. But <sighs> this game was absolutely wild. I cannot wait to start talking about it. So without any further ado, welcome to Park Me, Alex. You just had to suffer through a three minute conversation about my damn chair covers. I'm so sorry. We're going to get started with the actual podcast now. Let's begin. Okay. I, take that back. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not sorry for saying that because there are many podcasts that I listen to that start off with like a 30 minute discussion about nothing that has to do with the podcast. Like there's so many podcasts I listen to, like part like um like uh uh pardon my take with Barstool. Like I listen to that podcast all the time, and I feel like the first like 10, 15 minutes of that podcast is always just like bullshit that doesn't go with the podcast. 
Anyway, so we were gonna say. Well, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, tell a quick story, but it is basketball related, just not SFA related, or not story, but sidebar. So first of all, I love the little Dickie V gift that I you that you used. Okay, hold on, Corey, you know you're not get on the table. She has danced on tables before, but it's been about thirty years, forty years. But yes, Corey, she does. So I, yeah. love I love him so much. And I don't know if you saw my Facebook post or my tweet today. Cause y'all know I don't tweet often, but oh my gosh. So tomorrow, and I can't even hardly wait. I wish that I had the money to pay the like $50,000 or whatever these tickets are going for to go to the last Duke home game with coach K coaching, but I do not have that. So I digress anyway, can't wait to watch it. But today Dick Vitale wrote a little letter like an open letter, I guess, whatever, to Coach K, just like congratulating him on, you know, all his, his career and yeah. well, and kind of their whole like history together. Because uh, I think it was Dickie V's second year at ESPN that was Coach K's first year at Duke. Anyway, so they basically started at like the same time. Mm-hmm. And he got a lot of good games. Anyway. Definitely got me teary-eyed, and I can't even imagine watching that game tomorrow. Like, if I was there, I would lose my effing mind. Would you? I'm going to tell you all right now. Like, I would probably be bawling. Probably still going to cry tomorrow anyways, but anyhow. So that's on tomorrow at 5, so as soon as it's over, our game will be starting at 7. Emotional damage! I clicked that button like two minutes ago and now it finally <laughs> oh I was like what did that even say I didn't catch it all emotional damage okay <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you're emotionally damaged no I think it is a lot He's had a long career and he's, and you've always like really, really loved watching him play, not play, but, but coach. And you've always been a fan of his. So like, yeah, it's emotional for you because you've always been, you know, a big fan of his. So yeah, it's going to be wild. Emotional like never going to recover if they let UNC beat them at home for his last home game. Like, Oh, it would be horrible. I, I will personally contact all the players and be like, how did you let this happen? Will you? Will you DM all of them? No, I won't. But I will want to. <laughs> that's that's well, a big pressure game, though, in defense of the players. Like, I would – because oh That's my a God, lot to put on a college kid. I played for him, and we lost his last home game. Oh, my God. How do you ever recover from that? Like, that's a big – Yeah. A big on the shoulders there. It's a huge – that is a huge – that's just a yeah that's just a lot to put on a college kid's head and like I wouldn't want to it's hard to be in their position in that situation though too you know it's like you want to win but at the same time like heaven forbid if you don't like your ass is going to get grilled but not only like the media but also by like Duke fans yeah alums fans everybody so yeah that's a lot of pressure to put on 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 a college kid like 18 19 20 year old kid yeah, but I'm sure our, our our guys know a little bit about that pressure because we felt it on Wednesday night. 
So segueing into the talk about the game, I had made multiple game notes that I would like to bring up before we actually talk about the game itself, the statistics and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but I definitely do want you to to talk about the history first and then we'll go into the my note, the game note stuff. Okay. So uh, New Mexico state was 13 and three and white play going into this game. Our starters were Gavin, David, Calvin, Trell, and Derek. Uh, we did win, just barely squeaked it out, 73 to 71, which was the same score as ACU game on Saturday. Yeah, it was. Um, and the attendance there at New Mexico State was 5,611. Yeah, so that's actually one of my comments, game notes, was what's the crowd? Yes, New Mexico State had always said they always could bring a crowd, and they did, so Kudos to them. I'll give them credit for having a good little crowd. Um, also, another game note that I'm just not, and that's all I'm not pleased about. It's just weird that we don't have the statistics on our page. Like, we had to go to the New Mexico page. Yeah, I don't know what happened there because, I mean, there have been instances where it's like the next morning that they're up, but like it's almost been two full days. Right. That's why I'm just like, I, I, I don't know what happened. I mean, it's legitimately the same format that, like, New Mexico's format is the same for. Like, why? I just don't know why they have all their statistics for the game, and it's the same freaking thing. Like, the way it looks on their site is the exact same way it would look on our site. Like, they use the same format. I just don't know why they can post it, and for some reason, it's not on ours. Anyway, so. That's one game note. Another game note is Calvin's hair. Yeah, it was different. And you know what? It confused me at first because when it first flashed on and it was far away and I couldn't see them close enough to see the number or the name on the back of the jersey, I thought it was Nigel starting in place of Calvin. And so I got really confused. Yeah, because he had <laughs> braids. And I was like, who is that? Because you're right. I'm like, who is that? And then I realized, oh, that's that's freaking Calvin. New hair from Calvin. Digging yeah. it. I'm not used to seeing the braids on him. I'm I don't even remember if he even had them before. Maybe, oh, maybe not. I don't know. But I I like him now that I know it's him. I I like the braids. I'm here for it. It's a little bit different. Well, I'm still getting used to it. Well, of course, yes. Another game note that I would like to bring to everybody's attention was that. The broadcast was well done, minus, and I'm sure this is probably in your grievances because it's in mine, but I just want to bring it out now. Yeah. Is the absolute and disastrous, just complete fumble of Calvin's name. I'm like, it's a biblical name. How do you not know how to say Solomon? But he, they're, again, yes, they're, I mean, it's not like he's mispronouncing. Like his, he's adding in a letter that's not even there. Salomon. Salomon. Like, like there's no A anywhere in his last name. At all of those. Nowhere. I don't get it. But yet he gets Nana's name correctly, David's name correctly, 
Gavin's name, like everyone else's name that have more difficult names on the team. All of those knocked it out of the park. Said Nacogdoches multiple times. Said it correctly, but Salomon. I'm thinking he must have gotten something with Calvin's name spelled differently because there's just no freaking way that you read S-O-L-O-M-O-N, Salomon. Like, there's no way. No way. He, something, something must have, yeah, something on his sheet he was given. I, I just was blown away that at no point he checked his notes again and realized, oh, whoopsie daisies. Because that's happened, you know, sometimes throughout the course of the of the broadcast where they'll start off saying someone's name incorrectly and then either somehow, some way they get the, you know, the correct pronunciation and then they say it correctly the rest of the time. Nope, not this time. But other than that, the broadcast and, and the announcers, the good, the good inside play by play. I mean, it seemed pretty professionally done. You know, they had a sideline reporter and like, you know, they had nice little intros and outros and all that stuff. Like they did a really good job. Minus that. You know what else is weird about that though? This is not the first time we've played them. So like, I mean, I know their ESPN people didn't do it because they only do the home game. So they wouldn't have done it when we played SFA, but like someone on their staff has covered us before. So it seems like somebody would have been like, bro, that's wrong. You're saying it wrong. Like that's not correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. You would, you would think one would, one would assume, but here we are. Um, Yeah, I don't get it either. So, I mean, just from start to finish, this game was just an absolute physical, I'm not going to say bloodbath because it was not like there was any blood on the court, to my knowledge. I don't think anybody got hit. Um, But it was just a really, really physical game. I know at one point one of the the broadcasters did say, like, this has the feelings of the championship game right here. It just – it felt like that 100%. I agreed. I was like, I mean, this is just an absolute battle from tip-off to buzzer absolute battle from tip off to buzzer. Um, So yeah, uh, moving on into the wax standings. So as of right now, really quick before before you do the wax standings, since we're kind of on a random segment, I want to propose that on away games, we add a little segment that's just funny comments that Rob says. Got to, got to, yeah. Every time I make note of them and then uh, like don't know where to put them in. So when I okay, watched, yeah. when I watched it Wednesday night, I listened to Rob, which was why I was even more frustrated. That the stupid ESPN app was not working well and kept kicking me out because I was already trying to like pause and sync up Rob's feed to the game. And then when it would kick me out, it would just screw everything up anyways. Okay. So I have three funny, uh, comments from Rob during this game. Okay. So at one point he, he was, he was talking about the referees quite a bit and it was very funny. So at one point he's like, he likes to blow his whistle a lot. That's John Paul Guerrero. I'm like, going to call the man out by full first middle and last name. I'm going to tell you who I'm saying likes to blow his whistle a lot. Oh, wow. Okay. Then number two, in reference to the same, same official, he called him official to the stars. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't really even know if that's like a compliment or a dig. I don't know. Is that a dig? I don't know. Like, that's why I'm, I'm laughing because it's kind of random. Like, is that supposed to be a dig or what? 
And he says it like so deadpan that I'm like, I, I literally don't know. I don't know if he's like being complimentary or being funny. I don't know. That's um, Rob's genius, honestly. Hilarious. And then number three, can't even remember for sure which player it was um, on their team, but I, I want to say it was McCants. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's got to be McCants. Okay. Anyway, uh, he's like, he comes up to the free throw line and he's like, well, he made four in a row the first half. And four straight misses the second half. Guess that's why he's 49%. <laughs> he's just savage. Like, Rob has the most savage one-liners I've heard in a really long time. Like, between him, Colby Carthel, and and, um, and and Johnny Cardenas, like, I feel like they're just so savage with some of their things that they say. It's, yeah. it's just... You know, and it's it, it's totally deadpan, dry humor. They're just like, mm -hmm, yeah, like it's. I mean, just straight faced humor. It just cracks yeah. me when, up when they deliver. The delivery is in such a monotone voice; it makes it ten times funnier. So, anyway, yeah. there's the new little segment of Rob Rob Myerisms or whatever we want. Myerisms. We can call them Myerisms. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you're good. You're good. Okay. So moving into the wax standings. So at the current moment, um, it is Seattle, you and us tied at the top number one spot with 13 and four. Whew. Yikes. Um, then you have New Mexico state at 12 and four and Sam Houston at 13 and five, Grand Canyon, 11 and five, Abilene Christian, 10 and seven, along with Utah Valley. They're both, the same neck and neck. Uh, Tarleton, nine and eight. California Baptist, six and 11. Same as Dixie State, aka Utah Tech. Uh, UT Rio Grande, three and 14. Same as Chicago. And poor little Lamar, 0 and 15. No chance in hell of any sort of postseason dreams. They're done. Mm -hmm. I really I mean, to be fair, get like one win. I was hoping maybe they'd get at least one win. I don't know who their final game is. If they've already had their final game, I don't know exactly if they already did it or not. Because, like, Sam Houston, they're done. They're, they're, they have a bye on Saturday. Like, they've already played all their games. So uh, I'm going to look it up really quick. Okay. Um, they're playing I California mean, tomorrow at home. So. At home? Well, you know what? They have a chance then. Maybe, yeah. fingers crossed, Lamar, last game of the season, gets the dub over CBU. Crazier things have happened. So, you know what, Lamar? I'm rooting for you. I really am. I am too. I mean, God. That, yeah, no. I don't wish – I don't wish on – I don't even wish on Sam Houston to have a, a winless season. No, me neither. Me neither. And you know how much we don't like Sam Houston, but that's just sad, and I don't want to – that's just depressing, and I don't want to deal with that. So, you know, but I would just like to quickly comment on the – this is, one again, one of those moments, you know, like the – um the Paul Rudd meme where he's like opening the drink and he's like, look at us, look at us. Here we are. Look at us, me and you look, look at us. Who would have absolutely thunk it that in the first freaking season of being in the WAC, that we would be tied at the top of the freaking WAC with Seattle and with of course, New Mexico right there. Not this girl. No, me neither. Like I was, I was being absolutely realistic thinking this is our first year in the WAC. You know, we we have brand new coaches minus Keller. We have Rati on the bench. You know, 
I don't know. Maybe we'll be okay. We'll be, you know, middle of the pack. We'll make it to Vegas for sure. Like there was no doubt there. But did I think that we would be where we are? Like realistically at the beginning of conference when we started off so shitty? Not really. I really yeah. didn't. Like I knew we would make it to Vegas. I, I had every, 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 every ounce of, of surety that we would be there. I, I just didn't think that we would be here, you know. And Shelly Cook. Agreed. Okay, Lamar. Yeah, they have a good team. They just can't win. I, I do think that Lamar has a decent team. A lot of people kept disagreeing with me saying that, no, they have a shit team. I'm like, no, they really, truly don't have that bad of a team. It's just they could not win with the group that they had because of all the bullshit they had to deal with. They had shutdowns. They had injuries. They had COVID issues. I mean, you name it. Everything went wrong for that team this season, and it's just bad luck. But they have individual players who are really, really good. They just couldn't get it together with the consistent anything. Yeah, you know? and it's their first year with their new coach. So, I mean. Exactly, exactly. It's their first year with the new coach. They had COVID issues, injury issues to key players. I mean, it was just one thing after another, and they just couldn't get it together. So, yeah. And then she also, Shelly said, the way the season started, I absolutely didn't. I agree. The season started very up and down for us. It was really hard to see end go end game and goal of getting to Vegas. Like that was again. I knew we were gonna go. I just didn't really know where in the pack we were gonna end up. Um, knew we were gonna get there, but just didn't know how well it was gonna go. This is like exceeding all expectations. But my only concern now is, did we? Not bite off more than we can chew, but like and you just don't want to like peak too soon and then lose steam. Yeah. You don't want to sprint on the next to last hundred and then. Yeah. Yeah. You want to save that steam for the final 150 yards. And so I have a feeling that we're peaking at the right time. I don't think that we are, that we blew our wad before we, you know, so to speak, but I just don't want the fans to put too much pressure on these kids just because, I mean, we know that we have a good team and we know that we can easily win this conference, but I just don't want, because I feel like that, remember that one year where we played absolutely shit and didn't get into the Southland Conference tourney and people lost their minds. They wanted Keller's head on a freaking spike. They, they, I mean, it was like, they wanted blood. And I'm like, Jesus, can we please act like normal human beings? Like we're going to have a bad year. Like we need to calm it down. Calm it down. I just don't want that to happen if things don't go our way in Vegas. I have a good feeling that we're going to be fine, but yeah, you, need, you know what I mean? I just don't want real estate. Shelly says, I just don't see this as being an NCAA attorney bracket busting team. I do, but I don't. I do, but I don't. It all, it all depends on the matchups in WAC Vegas. It really does. It, re, it really depends on how well we do in WAC Vegas. Obviously, yes, we'd have to win in order to get to these, to get to that point. But it really 100%, like Jacqueline said, depends on who we're matched up with in the tourney. If it's a good matchup. Realistically, in the past, like we've had really good matchups that favored us. Yeah. You know? The only one that didn't go our way in recent years was, of course, when we played Tech. But even then, we literally almost won that game. Like, we had, like, this much could have won that game. And so, you know, it's just, 
it's all the luck of the draw on that. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So moving into pizza strength. Sean Kennedy stat section. We have- oh shit, man. I thought we already went through that. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You're good. Okay. So our overall field goal percentage is 49.1, uh, which is meh. It's, it's okay. Um, not the best, not terrible. Um, our three point percentage, very good. 40%. Um, our free throws, 64.7. Uh, our points in the paint, we had 38. Pretty decent. Points off turnovers, we had 21. I don't think we've had uh, – I mean, that's one of the higher higher points off turnovers we've had. Uh, second chance points, 15. Fast break points, 9. Bench points, we had 21. Total rebounds, we only had 26. We didn't really rebound as much as we should have. They did out-rebound us by 8 because they had 34. Um our offensive boards, we had 10, and defensive, we had 16. We did have 24 fouls. They only had 17, so seven more fouls than them. Um, and something that I'll talk about on my grievances, but we did have a little bit of foul trouble across the board. And one foul out anyways, we'll come to that. Um, turnovers, we only had nine, and they had 18, twice as many. Amazing. Love to see it. Honestly, couldn't believe it because they they just don't turn the ball over that much, but they, we, we forced them to Wednesday night. Um, Seals, we had 11 that contributes to all those turnovers, Mm -hmm. Uh, two blocks. Um, So our game leaders, dare I say the player? Well, I I feel like there's two players of the games. Um, First of all, Trell, high point with 17 points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal. He was three of six from the three-point line. Then, even though he was not the second highest leading scorer, Day with 14 points, two rebounds, two assists, three steals, made some clutch free throws at the end. Uh, and then Gavin had 15 points, six rebounds, three assists, three steals. Very solid as well. <laughs> I am going to start off with the turnovers, okay? When I pulled up the stats and I saw that we only had nine turnovers, I about pissed my pants. I, first of all, didn't seem like we had that little. I thought we were going to have more than that. But I, it just seemed like, because, again, it was such a physical game, you know, it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. For me, when I was watching it originally, when I watched it on Wednesday night, it felt like we were we just kept turning the ball over. But I guess it just, again, it just felt like that. But then when I watched it today, I realized, no, we really didn't. So, yeah, we only had nine turnovers. Um, the only other game that we had under 10 turnovers was the Buffalo game. Nice to know. Every other game, we've had double-digit turnovers. Every other game. So there's only two games this season. Well, two, not four. They look like four. Two games this season that we had nine turnovers under 10, um, and it was on Wednesday night and versus Buffalo. So fan-freaking-tastic. My God, that is how you keep yourself in a game. I mean, especially against an opponent like New Mexico State. They are a good team. You cannot deny that. They are so good. So good. And so to play them like we did in their house with that big of a crowd, you know, 5,600 people, 
I am pleased as punch. Big game Dave showed up again, baby. That clutch three there towards the end of the game, that Sully afterwards was money. He held that little pose for a second there. Oh, it was mm, a chef's kiss. My God, the announcer called him the sharpshooter from PA. I about died. <laughs> I about died. The sharpshooter from PA. Well, he said Pennsylvania, but I just put PA. The sharpshooter from Pennsylvania. That was the funniest thing I've heard in a while about one of our guys. And I was like, I mean, he's not wrong. Because, you know, Dave doesn't take a ton of threes. I mean, he does sometimes, but he doesn't. It just depends on how the game's going. But when, but when he gets on fire, he is like a sharpshooter. So, bing, bing, bing. Love that. Um, my God. I mean, we battled that entire game. But really and truly, that second half was just an absolute barn burner. We outscored them 46-39 in that second half. We turned it on. We're cruising, but it was so back and forth. But we obviously did end up winning, and we outscored them 46-39. Um, multiple, again, another big game, Dave, moment. Multiple beautiful coast-to-coast layup three – or layup threes, layups um, that Dave – I just – those are so easy for him. Like, those literally look like he's just floating in air. Like, it's just the easiest thing in the world when he puts up those little – little little boop, little boop jumper, little layups. It's just a thing of beauty. I love when he does that. I love it. We mentioned mentioned the rebounding. Yes, they out-rebounded us, but we were uh, we narrow but we beat them narrowly on second chance points, 15 to 4. Like we we had more second chance points than they did. So I think that also may be a little bit of a difference maker there, too, because yeah, they, like you said, out-rebounded us, but they weren't getting a lot of second chance points out of those rebounds. So that's, I think, a positive for us. You know, we were, they may have gotten the rebound, but they didn't get that second chance point because of some reason, either they fouled or we were able to block the shot or they missed the shot and we got the rebound or whatever it may have been. But well, more, yeah, and more of their rebounds were defensive. I mean, they had right. 10 defensive rebounds and offensive rebounds, so they just didn't have that many opportunities. They really didn't. They really didn't. I agree. Um, points in the paint, baby. Knocked their ass out with that. 38, 28, 10 more uh, points in the paint than they did, even though they are bigger than us. Yeah. They are a bigger team than us, and we out just out scored them in the paint, and I am pleased. I mean, nothing is better when you have Day-Day, Trell, David, for God's sakes, going up and over these big, tall 6'10", 6'11", guys, and scoring. I just yeah. love. Nana with a three. I was so excited when he made that three. Two blocks from Calvin. Two blocks total the whole game, both of them from Calvin. Thank you, Calvin. Always, always, always on top of it. And that's probably why he fouled out, but it's okay. Because <laughs> he is always on top of everybody, like what on rice, but that's probably also how he fouls out so quickly. Um, our free throws were really clutch. I feel like, again, towards the stretch, towards the end, the free throws were really kept us in the game too. Um, Shelly, they did great. Yeah, they did. It was stressful as hell, but, yeah, they did good. Um, I, I did, I wrote more notes than I normally did, man. We kept Teddy Allen to only 22 minutes. 
he sat a lot. And I think maybe that's part of the reason because he was in foul trouble. Let me yeah. go back and, and check. Yeah, um, he was. He was in foul trouble. He had four fouls towards the end of the game. There were multiple guys that had uh, – there was uh, – Teddy was in foul trouble. Uh, McNair was in foul trouble. And Johnny McCants had three. So uh, we kept Teddy sitting for a while. Him and McNair sat probably more than they normally do. Um, and then the other starter, Clayton Henry, he only played 24 minutes as well. Um, they had one, two, three, four players in double digits. Um, the only person that uh, had a double-double was John McCann, which was kind of expected. He, he was playing pretty well um, that night. So, again, kind of expected there. Um, what was I saying? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I wrote, I wrote a bunch here. Um, dumbass Rice on the team. He took out Trell with a clothesline towards the end of the game. You dumb, dumb, dummy, dumb, dumb. Like, they're going to call that. And that just gave him more free throws. And he's the best free thrower on the damn sh- – on best free thrower on the team. And you just fouled him at the very end of the game when you probably should not be fouling anybody. Yeah. And we know that to be a fact because we made a dumb foul – as well at the end of the game that we'll definitely talk about. But then during those free throws, shout out to our foul out boy, Calvin, for freaking cheering him on from the bench with the rally towel or just with his towel. He was whipping that thing like a freaking helicopter. It was the funniest thing. He was cheering him on. Uh, Towards the end of the game as well, huge wide open dunk by G. Um, they were pressing really hard. It was the very end of the game. Um, pressing hard. G was wide open under the basket. They were all over David and Trell. And then, boom, G was under the basket on the other side of the court. Easy money, easy two. Um, and then at the very end of the game, New Mexico clunks it, rims it, trying to get, when they were shooting a free throw, trying to get the rebound to get, you know, obviously two points to tie the game up. Totally misses the rebound and 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 get over. Game over. I'm done. Yeah, that last minute took like forever. Yeah, that yeah, great pass by David out of the trap. Exactly. And G was right there under the basket to make that big dunk and send it home. Beautiful play. Loved it. Heads up basketball. Love to see it. Okay, so I have a few. Uh Calvin forced a five second call the very first possession they had the ball. Love to see it. Um, Eric was the first one to score. I was so excited about that, uh, which was nice because he had made a turnover on our first possession. And so I know he was like, ugh. Um, so I was happy that next possession down, he he scored our first bucket. Um, yeah. Like you said, big game day with some really nice early. Um, yeah, he, he just has really good basketball IQ and is always paying attention and gets some really easy layups because he's paying attention. Um, Shelly says longest eight seconds of my life. Yeah. That last eight seconds, I was like, Oh God. It was uh, just, it was I'll just get that on my grievances. <laughs> yeah. We will, we'll definitely talk about that. It was just rough. It was just rough sitting there watching that for those last eight seconds. Yeah. We'll talk about that for sure. Uh, Really great start out the gate. Um, we really did. We we started off very strong um, and looked really good the whole first half. Uh, Nana with the three we talked about. Derek mm-hmm. with the three. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Oh, I was I was very pleased and happy uh, for both of them. Um, Trell just had an amazing game. Oh. Amazing. Um, like we already said, three three out of six from the three point line, four or four from the free throw line. Uh, lot, lot of clutch shots. Two of his three pointers were just right in a row, possession back to back possessions. Um, when we really needed a little, little oomph after we kind of almost, almost threw it away. Um, so yeah, he he totally definitely was my player of the game. Um, Day Day, I feel like is really kind of the one, and this is why I said he would be like my second best player of the game. Really kind of saved us there at the end in those last eight seconds because uh, he he made some clutch free throws, and then he he got a really clutch rebound that helped at the at the very very end um, from them having a yeah after that free you know uh, purposely botched free throw attempt to try to get the rebound, and he got the rebound. So. Um, yeah, we looked really good. Uh, I have a few grievances for times that we almost let them come back in because, listen, they're a really good team, and they they were battling the entire game. And we knew they would. They weren't just going to freaking sit down and take it, you know. But we stuck with it, and we came out so much stronger than I imagined. I was not anticipating us to come out like that because I just – after the way they did us on our home floor, I thought, Ugh, on their home floor, it's going to be worse. But um, obviously they paid really good attention to the scouting report. And, and like you said, they, they made it really hard for, for Teddy buckets to put in a lot of buckets against us. <laughs> um, so I was happy with that. However, they had another breakout player, which I'll get to on my grievances. So yeah, they did but again. You know what? This is the last thing I'll say. If you follow the scouting report and you take out the guy you're supposed to take out, sometimes someone else is going to emerge as the, as the start of the game. So, you know what? And, and it, that's most likely going to happen. Cause I mean, if you're over here, double teaming the guy you're supposed to be, you know, shutting down, someone else is going to be open. Someone else is going to take the opportunity to step up. Hopefully. Well, you know, again, hopefully if, if that's your team. Um, yeah. But that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Unfortunately, that that's, that's just, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Um, which brings us, yeah, to, the with the airing of grievances i got a lot of problems with you people now you're gonna hear about it you. all right listen up kids <sighs> all right so yes we won the game great battle knew it was gonna happen had championship feels to it love to see it great night love it love it love it especially when you break a winning streak like they had as well at home. They hadn't lost a whack game or Chris Jans hadn't lost a whack game yet at home. So interestingly enough, the, the streak breakers come in and absolutely break a streak. Shocking. I know, but there were some moments that we just have to talk about that just maybe weren't the best. Um, but yeah, freaking Johnny McCants though. He had a double double, twenty points, ten rebounds. He was uh, six for eleven on field goals, two for four three pointers, six for eight on his field goals. Played thirty seven minutes, just killing us. Oh, and he wasn't the only one. I mean, you had freaking Vershawn Cotton, who was four for four. 
from the three. And he played five minutes. Five minutes in that game. I have I have a whole rant about about that kid. Five minutes and he made four three pointers. Not pleased. That is not good. I know. I, I'll let you go off on that because I'm sure you have plenty. So we know that they can shoot a three. We knew that going into this game based off of the game they played us at home in the sawmill. We and bless just knowing he and the rest of the team can shoot the three. Don't be surprised when they're over here with a freaking three-point percentage of uh, 45%. Just don't – it's not fantastic, but it does pretty darn good. Um, I mean, in the first half, they were pretty much – let's see, where were they? I mean, they were, they were basically 50% in the second half. So, okay, just let it go. We'll let it happen. It's going to happen. These boys on New Mexico side are the biggest floppers I've ever seen in my life. But yet on the very, very, very beginning of the game, we get a flop call on us, like a freaking warning on us. Very first possession. That's one of my grievances. Literally first possession out the gate. And I love, what are we doing? I love that we take the charges. But, you know, I had a com- I had a grievance on one of the previous games. I can't remember which one or who it was. But, I mean, I think I know who it was, but I'm not going to say because that might be wrong. But, um, and heaven forbid, I say the wrong name. But anyways, um, sometimes I feel like we're too focused on trying to get the charge. And then in the last game, it was like they ended up getting a back door because we were so focused on trying to get the charge. And then it's like mm-hmm. – you're like so thirsty for a charge that we get a flop warning the very first possession like oh which I will say I think I think the refs were really trying to make a a big point of giving the flop warnings because they immediately almost like a few possessions later gave them one too and so I'm just like I love I love taking the charge but like let it happen like you can't over anticipate I just want to say that there were many drops to the floor on the New Mexico side that were questionable. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to leave at that. Just going to blow a little period, dot, dot, dot. Um, Shelly Cook said he was dropping those threes. He was. My God, I don't. That, that I mean, it, and it's one of those things where when you, when you hit a three like that, and you, I mean, you're on fire, fire, fire. That gives you so much freaking juice and confidence and energy and it pumps up the crowd and it just makes it almost impossible to like crawl out of any sort of deficit that you had thank god that we were either ahead or very very close to them within a point two points three points that we were able to continue to build upon what we had but man oh man i just threes like that like boom 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 can be such a demoralizing thing you know what i mean you know, uh, let's see, Duke Barry said last nine games, B-U-T-R-G-V twice, Lamar, CBU, Dixie State, lost to GCU, New Mexico twice, U-V, uh, UVU, and Seattle is low, Joe Lundardi's latest WAC AQ projection. I thought, yes. no, that was dumb. That was dumb. <laughs> I, for a minute, I was like, Seattle didn't lose to New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, they did. 
what you got in that Sonic cup. Andy, wouldn't you like to know? Ooh. I decided to throw it back old school with a Sonic drink and a little bit of uh, liquid courage. What, what, yeah, we need to know what the mixture is. I haven't it's, mixed drink yet. It's Sprite Zero. Saying. It's Sprite Zero with cranberry added in and some vodka, some Mike's, some Tito, or not Mike's, some Tito's. That sounds very good. I'm I'm waiting to mix my fancy <clears throat> drink for when we do our second podcast episode of the night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, second podcast of the night will be a lot less Sonicy. It'll be more cutesy. Uh, Duke says that almost steel that turned into a corner three was a gut punch. Yes, it was. And I, I think that is the one where I text you and I was like, Oh my God, time of death. It's over. Like, you did. You did text me that. If I, I forget. It, it, really was. it was such a punch in the stomach that I was like, well, that's it. We're like, we're uh, the wheels fell off. We're done. This is it. You did. You texted me. Um, cause I said, Hey, I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings. I got your socks from the watch party. And Literally at 9.33, you texted me, time of death, that buzzer three. Yeah, I was like. That was at 9.33. I was like, that's it. We're done. It's yeah, because it was such a freaking gut punch. You're like, no, we were doing so good. And then, of course, yeah. thank God we crawled out. It was a surrender cobra moment. It was a surrender cobra moment. Uh, you noticed there were at, at some points I could see a little bit in the crowd that they were surrender cobraing towards the end, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. ah, "How does it feel, baby?" Anyway, um, I just okay, all right, all right. We already talked about the Salomon thing. I'm over it. Moving on, whatever. Because <sighs> I'll just get angrier and angrier. Um, Oh my God, Will McNair had a disgusting, like, one handed dunk, and I wanted to throw up. Like, it was almost like a backdoor one handed dunk. There was a, there was a time of like a two minute scoreless drought from us towards the end of the, uh, oh, sorry, toward the near the start of the second half. There was a full two minutes. We didn't score a damn lick. And it, I was like, all right, here we go. Here we go. What are we doing? I mean, we cannot, cannot get it behind too much because, I mean, again, trying to crawl out from behind against a team like that who has such a good three-point percentage and they're just big dudes. But thankfully, thankfully. Um, and there was this moment where I wasn't sure if – I'm glad they didn't call it a flop on Nigel, but, like, I wasn't sure if Nigel just, like, flopped really hard on purpose or he actually did get pushed off. Um, but Nigel went flying across the court at one point in the second half. And I, 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 they didn't really show too many replays of it. And I didn't want to go back and mess up my ESPN app trying to rewind it. Um, so, yeah. So I really wasn't quite sure. I don't know if you saw it, if you could, if you saw it closer or not, could tell if it was an actual push off because he went soaring across that court. Honestly, I had the same issue as you. Uh, it was, it seemed so extravagant that I was like, oh my God, like, what did I not see? But I was afraid to rewind because heaven forbid you do anything in the ESPN app and it's going to mess up. Yeah. And, and, and to bring up exactly. And to bring up the point I just made too, about the fact that they are so, they're big, big dudes, six ten, six eight, six eleven. Multiple guys that were on the court at any time were at least six, six, eight, six, nine, six, ten, six, eleven, 
And then we had dudes like Trell on guarding like a 6'10 or a 6'11 dude. Like, yeah. we had mismatches out of the freaking door, like out the door. But hey, we still got the win. I, I, I'm, I'm, as I'm saying, I'm so proud of us because I mean, you have mismatches like that, and it's just your it, logic tells you that's not going to end well. But press you tells us that it's going to be fine. But who knows? Um, Nana took a big charge, but it was called a charge on his end, right? Is that what happened? Well, if it was on him, it would be called blocking. Well, block. Yeah, sorry. I wrote it wrong in my notes. Yeah, um, yeah so foul there. Oh, gross. Um, that's seven blocks on us. Seven. And there were big ones, too. Going for dunk. Like you were saying, though, they are just so much bigger than us. And a lot of times there were there were mismatches down in the lane and our, our guys tried to put it up anyway. Cause I know there was a couple of times where Derek got mismatched down there yeah. and tried to put up, you know, just a really close, simple yep. shot. And when the other guys just got five inches on you, not gonna not gonna work out too well in your favor. Does he get five inches on you? I don't know. <laughs> No, but uh, no, 100%. And so that's why I was just like, man, it was just, it was rough watching those kind of those, you know, those, those blocks. I thought it was honestly going to be more to be fair, but thank God it wasn't. Um, but seven is still a lot, especially at big, those big moments, those big like juice building energy moments where, I mean, it's just big monster blocks. Um, all those stupid clutch threes at the end of the game at the very, very end with like seconds left, they can go again, fuck off. Um, Cotton being red hot again, three freaking from the three, four for four, huge lops, huge dunks. Those are energizers. I hate them. Make them to throw up. And then the very last thing that I have to say, why, oh, why does Jalen feel the need to freaking foul on the three at the end of the game when Coach Keller literally said from the bench and you can see him basically telling people if you can figure it out, don't foul from the three. That's that's my biggest and last uh, grievance. Well, was that your last one? Because if it is, I'll segue into mine. Okay. Yeah. Four seconds, pretty much four seconds, three seconds left. And this kid fouls on the three. And I'm literally screaming. I wish you were there. You can ask Caitlin. I'm screaming at the TV. For the love of God, don't foul on the three. And then not even a second later, Jalen fouled on the three. I was hot. And then, of course, the fucker makes it. So I'll I'll segue and jump straight to the end, then I'll backtrack. But that was, I mean, the the last minute just took forever and took years off of my life because years. We start the last minute with the ball. So we got 30 seconds Mm -hmm. that we can burn up. Mm-hmm. And we almost lose the game because we we run we do run a good bit of time off the clock. Mm-hmm. Then they come down there. Cotton makes a three. Mm-hmm. Then we they somehow get the ball back again. JJP fouls in the lane, which I'll give him a pass on that one. That wasn't just a completely dumb foul. Yeah, I wasn't mad about that one at all. I'm I'm okay with that. And it's like, okay, we literally have like five seconds left. Like, just let them shoot it. We're up by five or whatever we were. 
Exactly. Like if he makes the three, he fucking makes the three. We were up by five. So it's like, let them do whatever they want. Whatever. That is just like elementary basketball. I don't know what happened in his brain, but he decided uh-huh. to foul this boy. Well, no, it like shorted out. And it wasn't even that he like fouled. It was like, I, I, I think it like, if I remember correctly, it was like he hit his leg or his, his wasn't, I mean, he hit him somewhere, but it wasn't necessarily on his, on his hand. Right. Yeah. I think he like clipped him with his body when he was running out there to close out, but I'm like, don't even run out there. Like, no, just let him shoot it. Well, I mean, I would be standing like this with my arms up and back, like just let him, who cares? At who that cares? point. You've got the game one. Just let the ball go. And if you make make the three, but then you're going to get the ball back. So then he's going to get the one free throw, and they're down by two. So it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, let's try to miss the free throw. And we got the bigger lineup. We can grab the rebound and put it back up. And thank God. We boxed out correctly. Day-Day grabbing that rebound, and then it was over. Of course it was Day-Day. Of course it was Day-Day that got the rebound. because. He is a rebounding machine. Even though he doesn't have the most on the team, he's still a rebounding machine. What did Shelly say? His ankle. I would have stood there and watched him shoot. Okay, yeah, his ankle. That's what he hit. Okay, yeah. Like, eating your popcorn. Game is over. Done. Literally. That's my thing. That's my thing. The game is over. You won. You're up by five. There's, like, literally barely any time left on the fucking clock. Let him shoot the ball. He makes it, he makes it, he misses, he doesn't. Grab the rebound, you get the ball back, game over. Why does it always have to be so dramatic? And of course, it's Cotton, who literally this kid played five minutes. I think he maybe played like two and a half minutes at the end and two and a half like earlier on in the game. Because earlier on in the game, he he made a three-pointer that he banked off the backboard right at the end of the shot clock. When he's done at the end and makes those two clutch shots back to back. And I'm just like, what the heck? Uh, We let McCants get a backdoor dunk, which made me sick. I think that's probably the really nasty one you were talking about. Um, Just not even a backdoor dunk. Uh, There was was one from him and then there was one from Will McNair too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the foul trouble. I mean, and listen, I know, I know we play, we play very aggressive defense. So that is just part of the risk that you run. I get it. I get it. I know Calvin's always going to be the player with the most fouls because he does play so aggressively, but these are the games where we really got to reel it in and try to not give up fouls that we don't have to, because that you know it's it's getting to clutch clutch time and i just don't want that to that to be what keeps us out of the game um we gave up another three with one second on the shot clock i swear there were two or three different possessions where literally we let them sink a three with one second left on the shot clock and dad's right. gonna text me like how do you let them make a three with one second left and i'm like um wish i knew uh okay when i do have one Big complaint with the referees that I, I feel like was a missed call. Whenever, and I can't remember which player it was, uh, we had the whole loose ball thing and David was running for it and their player ran for it and, like, got the ball and slid, like, four feet across the court and called a timeout. Should have been a travel. If you have possession enough of the ball to call a timeout, 
then you had possession enough of the ball to be traveling when your ass slid four feet across the floor holding the ball. Yeah, should have been travel. I agree. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, so I disagree with that a lot. Um, and then, yeah, that, that, that's my last, that's my last grievance. Yeah, no, I would just, I, I, I totally agree on those. I would really love to point out that last time we played them when we played them at home and they beat us at home. Um, first of all, I don't think there was ever any point where we even led that game at all. I mean, they beat us up and down the court like freaking redheaded stepchildren. Teddy Allen had 26 points. He had seven rebounds. He was seven from 10 from the three. Johnny McCants had five points. Uh, the last time we played them, Teddy and I can't remember who else combined for like 47 points. Yeah, uh, it was probably uh, Rice. Yeah, yep, yeah. that's it. Uh, and Cotton wasn't even on the roster like that played or that even came or didn't, didn't even play. Cotton didn't even play. So I'm going to tell you if Cotton's not starting their next game, I don't know what Jans is doing. That's all. I'm I don't say. know what the frick Jans is doing. No, totally, totally, totally. Um, Five minutes and you make four out of four from the three point line. I don't know. Yep. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. So what's your one word to summarize this game, baby girl? You know what? Initially, I put in their battle because it really was just a complete freaking battle to the last second. But then, but then I thought back and I looked at the at the stats and saw the four out of four in five minutes. So my word is cotton. Oh, <laughs> cotton. Love it. Like, that's it. That is it. So my word is barn burner. So. I'm pretty sure it's one word. If it's not hyphenate it, make it one word. Uh, barn burner from start to finish. It was wild. It was crazy. There were moments of pure elation, moments of I was just wanting to throw up. Um, and so, again, it, it had that championship game feeling to it. And I honestly think if we end up in the championship game playing them again, we're going to burn down Las Vegas. I hope so. That we burn down Las Vegas or that we play them in the game? Both. Why not? Not a girl. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. After all of the uh, Twitter sphere rumblings last night, we didn't even address that. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I know for a fact I have not even seen all of the tweets that were spinning around. Because, first of all, y'all know I don't do Twitter that often. And literally my phone after that game Wednesday night was just blowing up with Twitter notifications to the point where I was like, I can't even keep up. Yeah, normally. So if you guys most pretty much 99% of the time Twitter, it's probably going to be me. Um, but it was hard to keep up. It was crazy. It was it was wild. Um, we, we know and we've seen that some, not all, but some of the New Mexico State fans have been very um, sensitive in their opinions this season thus far. And let's I just, just say, let's I just say that last team. night, I mean, not last night, Wednesday night's game really got some of those people very riled up. I love how PC you're getting because I would have said a few other words, but yeah. Um, well, because they're not just, all that way. They're not all that way. No, but. 
No, I would say majority of them we've interacted with have been so fun, cool. Hopefully get to meet them in Vegas. But yeah, there's just a few that um, got a little butthurt about how the game went on 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 Wednesday night. But here's the thing, like, don't be mad at us. Don't be mad at SFA. Don't be mad at, you know, be, be upset at your team, my brother. Like, it's not our fault that you lost. I mean, every game, there's one winner and there's one loser. That's just, again, that's, I feel like that's my catchphrase, man, this season. Like, that's just the way the cookie fucking crumbles. Like, some games you just gotta lose. You win some, you lose some. It's fucking, that's life. That's life. I'm telling you right now, like, I'm gonna be playing a lot of, like, Rat Pack music when we go to Vegas. Rat Pack and The weekend. That's all I'm playing. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) A lot of Rat Pack with, like, Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. and, like, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. So just get ready for that. And then like throw in a little bit of the weekend. Like I'm going to curate a playlist for us. Yes, I'm ready. I'm okay. Ready. Yeah. Oh my God. So anyway, woo! yeah, Shelly, that's my girl. Let's win this. Let's go, baby. I mean, we are on, we are, we are on fire. I, I did not see this coming. I probably should have seen this coming, but I'm not Nostradamus. I mean, woo! we have one more game. Where's it at? Oh, it's at UTRGV. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was multitasking and I got caught off guard. No, no, you're good. So, yeah, it's at UTRGV. Um, what time is it at tomorrow? Seven? Yes. Six, seven, seven? Okay, yeah. So, that'll be on TV tomorrow or ESPN. ESPN, yes, got to keep it going. Yes, Shelly, Ellie, 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 yes, Shelly. Got to keep it going. Got to keep it rolling into Whack Vegas on a win streak, on a hot streak. We win tomorrow. We have a slice of that pie, baby. I again, I am just blown away. At, I am so happy for this team right now. They are playing so well. They're doing everything they need to do to get to this point. They're in control of their own destiny, and they win tomorrow, and they get a slice of that regular season championship. First year, first year in the league, and the ladies. So it would be yeah, awesome. Ladies. Yeah, ladies are outright champions. There's no doubt about it. They are the best in the whack. Literally, the whack comes through us. The championship comes through us. Go, girls. You rock. You roll. Love it. But, yeah, holy guacamole. One game left, and then on to whack Vegas, baby. Whew. I'm just tired just thinking about next week. That's all I'm saying. I'm just Me tired thinking about it. I, I bought I a sign today. Don't worry. You bought what? Our liquid IV today. Don't worry. Gotta have that. That's a necessity. Um, I have planned some outfits, but not even close to all of what I know I need. I just kind of have it all up here in my brain. So I really need to like get to work on that because. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm bringing. I'm going to tell you right now. Having, I mean, I've, I'm doing laundry right now. I mean, I do know what most of the stuff I'm bringing, but I just haven't like sat down and actually thought it all out. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is, is that I'm getting my nails done on Monday. I got my hair done. I am, I I, I ordered shoes. I've ordered a different fanny pack. I have all the other things I need, like, I'm ready. Ready. Oh, my body is 
I need to go get cash out. That's what I need to do. That's what I need to do. For what? Just, you know what? It's just good to have cash. And I'm just telling if you can go to the bank and get some cash out, like just regular cash money, just to have a, not all of it, just, but just like a couple, just like something I would. Okay. Cause I like never, ever use cash ever. I know. And I know, and I don't either, but like, there's just something in me every time I go to Vegas, just to bring a little bit of cash with me, just in case, like, just in case you never know. Like what type of instances do you use cash in at Vegas? Gambling and, or, okay. you know, uh, there's really not a lot of instances. I mean, everywhere takes card, but I mean, I just like to have some cash on me just in case. Okay. Just good when you're traveling, just to have cash on you, even if it's just like a hundred bucks, you know, just to keep a little bit of cash. Just, you never know. Who knows? Maybe you're at a bar and their machines go down. How are you going to pay? I don't know. <laughs> their machines go down. I got free drinks. Cause babe, not carrying cash. I might get a little bit out, but not. I would just say, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to take a bunch out. I'm just going to bring a little bit just in case again, just to have it just in case you never know. You never, you never know what's going to happen. So it's always good to be prepared with a little bit of something. Um, so that brings us to the end of our podcast. We have only a few more official basketball podcasts left. We have the recap from Saturday's game. And then of course we will do some large recap thing after whack Vegas is over, depending on how things go, either it'll be a very happy podcast or it'll be a happy, but also bittersweet podcast type thing. So just depends on how it goes, but hopefully you guys are following us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because we will be documenting this entire trip. I'm telling you what, I mean, you want to feel like you're with us in Vegas. You can a be with us in Vegas. So come to Vegas or b watch us in Vegas, you know? So if you're coming to Vegas, let us know. We would love to hang out with you. We have many, many things in order and planned. We're very excited. Um, we're trying to roll together some sort of little meetup for Twitter, little Twitter meetup with all the whack people somewhere at some point in Vegas, either during the day or after the that full day's games at some bar somewhere. Um, so be looking out for that on on Twitter, on social media. And see, Shelly agrees. We always carry cash too, only on trips, never cash otherwise. There you go. I mean, I do it when I travel internationally because then it's easier for me to keep up with uh, like the um, whatever it's called. Uh, I'm blanking. The exchange rate on the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I agree with that. So I think that kind of almost not really relates to like my thought process when it comes to keeping cash on trips is here's my thing. I am more inclined to spend money when I just have to go whoop swipe. But if I have cash in my pocket, I always think twice before I put money down on something. Yeah. So if I have cash, I'm less likely to spend it because I always I always flip it open and I look at it. And I'm like, damn, this is all I have. This is all my money. But then I because I trick my brain to think this is all I have. So I need to I need to savor it and hold on to it. Yeah. It's just a brain trick because I did that last time I went to Vegas. I brought cash out and then kept obviously money in my bank account. So I ended up leaving with money that I didn't spend, which was like a freaking miracle. So that is a miracle. So that's, that's what I'm saying. And yes, Shelly, we will be again, follow us. You do. So I'm not concerned about it since you're going to be there in spirit. Um, 
it'll be a hell of a hell of a six days. Hell of a six days. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Okay. So um, yeah. Hope you guys have a great day. So we can get ready for our second podcast of the night. Yeah, we're gonna be on another podcast tonight. I don't know if they're doing it live or if it's just gonna be recorded then posted later. That I'm not sure of. Um, but we will let you know when we know. But yeah, we gotta go. We gotta get ready for our other podcast. Hope you guys have a wonderful night. Have a good day tomorrow, this weekend, and go Jacks on Saturday. B-U-T-R-G-V. U-T-R-G-V. All right. Have a good night. And always remember to ax and jacks. With Alex and Jacks. <laughs>